Welcome to Lattes and Lifting. Grab a coffee and join us as we chat all about food, fitness, and finding your freedom. Through this podcast, we will help you navigate the fitness world stress-free. Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the pod. It's it's Valentine's Day today that we're recording this. Um, happy Valentine's Day, Jill. Happy Valentine's Day. We love it. Oh, well, I'm actually, <laughs> we love love. I love love. I'm neutral about Valentine's Day, but like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I did buy my child some heart stickers so she could do a little craft at some point today. Um, I'm probably going to regret that because stickers are like so annoying um but yeah you know it is what it is to me it's just it's like a wednesday yeah it feels like feels very wednesday today yeah um yeah not a lot of motivation in this house today so fun um that said i did uh like a whole bunch of housework this morning while i listened to a podcast and made protein bagels and as i was telling jill before last time they turned out more like cookies today two out of like 10 turned out to be looking like bagels the rest are still cookies so we're on the come up as far as i'm concerned um, really loving the protein bagels because now i get to use my everything but the bagel seasoning yeah which i love i feel like i bought that on impulse I had some plans for some avocado toast, I'm sure, at one point, but I just don't like avocado on toast. <laughs> oh, that's fair. We, uh, yeah, we love some high protein bagels. I need to get back in the groove. I overdid it, and but I mm. feel like I could probably get back into it a little. They're pretty easy, though. Like, it's, I don't know if listeners, if you, if you follow Jill on TikTok, or I think you post on Instagram, too, it's just like it's like a cup of flour, a cup of Greek yogurt, a teaspoon of baking powder, and like you make them into bagels, and then you cook them at three fifty for twenty minutes, yeah. twenty five minutes, I think, or maybe whatever it works out to be. But um, that's it. Like they're not difficult. Uh, it's not like it's not like you people, the people, you people, you people who are making bread. And you have been since COVID and you're feeding your sourdoughs and, you know, mm-hmm. like to me, that seems like, oof, no, not yeah, me. Sourdough to is, bagels in 10 minutes. Yeah. I used to do the sourdough life. I still could, but I need to like, I gotta, I gotta get better at getting in a routine with it because i feel like sourdough is not a thing you can just like make one loaf of and then not touch forever you need to like actually stay consistent (laughs) well yeah it's it's to me it seems um somebody who's done it will probably tell me that it's not that complicated it seems complicated to me and that makes my brain hurt that's fair and we don't do things that make my brain hurt i feel like it's not complicated um if i if you stay in a groove with it but it gets harder Mm. more you do it and i just like am not that good at baking so my loaves are very inconsistent which like doesn't really make me want to keep doing it because i'm like this is either going to be great or complete shit and like it's too much work 
for that high of risk. <laughs> so yeah, but when it works out, man, it's delicious. Mm -hmm. it's delicious. Do you have a win for the week or your bagels? Your win? Oh, besides the bagels, um, yeah. Do I have a win? Hmm. Yeah, I think like the bagels are a win. Um, couple small things. I had a good run on the weekend. Um, yeah, just work is going really smooth lately. Um, there's been no fires that I've had to put out, like in terms of admin stuff or otherwise. Um, my child is sleeping again for those who are following the saga. Um, yeah, it's still a struggle. She's really fighting it, but like I think it's just being two and she's just like trying to have some power mm -hmm. um, and she's trying to stall like bedtime and everything like that. But it's just, it's just being two, like, it's not really a big deal. Um, yeah. We, Oh, I signed her up for gymnastics classes. Um, we start this week. Super fun. We went to this drop in and she was like, she was, flat out the whole time and i was like maybe we should do gymnastics like so anyways i'm sure it'll be adorable um she already can do a bunch of the skills like she can do somersaults and shit like that so we'll see really love that. maybe yeah. she'll stop jumping on my couch if she has a trampoline to jump on once a week <laughs> maybe <laughs> anyways um yeah but i wouldn't say any like big wins just a bunch of little things are going pretty okay right now what about you that is fine. Um, my win is that last week I attempted high protein brownies and they were actual garbage. So this is your PSA that like, don't believe every recipe you see on the internet. Cause I followed the recipe to a T and they were actually trash. And like, I always lower my expectations with high protein things because mm. I feel like they're always a little off. It's not the original thing. So it's going to be a little bit different, but like when I tell you, like I couldn't, eat them like they just had to go in the garbage um what what was what do you think was like the ingredient that made them like okay well i think first of all i think the girl that posted it is a liar because i literally followed her instructions ingredients to a t um and i think a lot of people on popular opinion i could do a whole podcast about this a lot of people on the internet lie about how good their high protein things are Oh my God. Yeah. But like nobody calls them out on it. And like, maybe I'm part of the problem because I should have went back to no. that and been like, yeah, these are garbage. Um, but, yeah. Uh, slide into our DMs and just be like, Hey, I don't know if you actually ate these brownies, but I threw mine away. Yeah. Like they were bad. <laughs> um, so I have made some protein, like, like muffins or whatever, where you just like add protein powder, like willy nilly. And I'm just like, Hmm no i don't think this is the way to go yeah i did end up tweaking them i think the problem was there's way too many fucking bananas um like it was like five bananas so then you're not going to taste anything else i don't care how much chocolate or like cocoa powder you put in there you're only tasting bananas um she also didn't blend them she just like mashed them so then there was just like chunks of banana um which was not the vibe so then i redid them on monday and i used like similar base but only like two bananas i was gonna uh, say how do you have this many bananas to like mess around with, with yeah bananas? i was pissed because i'm like well i just lost five bananas like that's garbage um i only used two bananas and i blended everything so there was no chunks of bananas 
Um, and I used chocolate protein powder and then like a shit ton of cocoa powder. And it was giving like chocolate banana bread, but we're not mad about it because they actually like fluffed up. They're actually like my, if you're watching on YouTube, the first brownies were like this big. They were just like dense blobs of banana. And then these ones actually like rose properly. So you'll see that video on TikTok and Instagram. And my win is that because I'm not a baker, but the fact that I was like, I can fix this. And then it actually worked. I was kind of proud I of I feel like, did you... Did you see this? Did she post a video of her recipe? Because if she did, I you need to go back and you need to stitch said video with, okay, so I made these, they were crap, but this is how you can make them better. Yeah, it was a real, <laughs> I saw, so I don't know if I could oh. do that. Maybe she has a TikTok somewhere, I should go look. But like, I was just proud of myself for like, being like, wait, no, we can fix this. And then I actually fixed it as a non-baker. I don't know what I was doing. I just like threw a bunch of shit in a bowl yeah. and this has to be better. And then it actually worked. So there will be a constant. You're going to see them in muffin form. Maybe I'll make a loaf form of them too. Um, so I'm just going to override her videos with an annoying amount of my <laughs> videos. And then hopefully hers just disappear in the algorithm. Yeah. But you're right. Like what a shame to lose that many bananas to shitty shitty brownies yeah so now it's more of like a chocolate banana bread but like it's good and like it's got some protein in it like, like was it was it ever really going to be anything but chocolate banana bread with that no, like as soon as she was like, using five bananas i'm like this is not tasting like a brownie like there's no like, way you're overriding the flavor of five bananas no not so, at all my win is that i baked and not from a recipe and it worked so. this this that sort of reminds me of the people that are like you can like there's always somebody that's gonna like whip up like 20 bananas and freeze them and be like it's just like ice cream and you're like no it's literally frozen bananas but yeah good try bananas um, flavor to override so yeah um but that kind of leads into what we're going to talk about today um which is cheat meals satisfaction um those kinds of things um because i feel like a lot of people are still in this mentality of that all or nothing is what it comes back to where we're like it's my cheat day i can eat whatever i want or this is my cheat meal or um you know you follow like a restrictive nutrition plan for a uh, whatever amount of time, it doesn't really matter what the amount of time is. Um, but eventually you end up finishing it off with more food than you've ever had in your entire life. And then you feel like garbage, like bodybuilders. I'm talking to you. Um, uh, you know, you, you see the people who like, they come off stage and they're like, they're like, Oh my, I would die for a Reese's peanut butter cup. And they're like bawling over a candy bar. Um, because they've just been in restriction for so long. So we're talking about that. Um, if you've ever done a cheat day, a cheat meal, et cetera, or called it that. Um, now, what better time than now to stop? Yeah, I think cheat meals have definitely died off to an extent. Oh, yeah. It's not as popular as it used to be. But, like, they're not gone. They're still there, mm -hmm. and I still see people post about them. I think it's more so still in, like, the bodybuilding world. I don't see as many, like, lifestyle nutrition coaches pushing cheat meals. Um, 
which we love, but it's still very much ingrained. And like, I say this with love, but like, there's so many of my clients that are like, well, I didn't track on this one day or I like ate out this one night. So like, that was just like my cheat day or my cheat meal. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. no, we just ate food. Like, we're not calling it that. We're not doing the thing. Cause yeah. Like, yeah. If you didn't know the like psychology behind cheat meals is not great for anyone because cheating is inherently bad. It's not often somebody's yeah. like, oh my God, congrats on cheating on your test, on your significant other, on that board game in your sporting event. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter where we're cheating. It's never a positive. So yeah. Or nutrition. the other language that you might hear is, oh, I am, I was so bad. Yeah. And I ate blank. Um, or, and that I feel like that the reason why I said it relates back to your win is because they feel like a lot of people will be like, well, I can eat as many of these protein brownies as I like because they're protein, but I'm still kind of cheating the system, whatever the system is. Um, and I feel like we get a lot of these like, I'm surprised we haven't seen it really this time of year. Maybe like more like around Christmas, some people be like, this is a healthy peanut butter cup. And it's like, just have a peanut butter cup. It doesn't taste the same. There's no way. Yeah. Um, so nobody does it like Reese's. Reese's, if you're in the States. Truly. Yeah. Shout out to the Americans. Um, yeah. And I feel, I was telling Jill about this because I, uh, I'm pretty sure she doesn't listen to the podcast. So we'll just tell the story. If you do, this is about you. Um, I I know somebody who's doing a uh, like a seventy five hard type thing, and they posted a picture of their a meal out, and it was like a salad. It looked good to me, like it was like salad, protein, whatever. It was at a fancy ish restaurant, and they said, um, "This is my dinner." Although I'm, I wish it's not nearly as satisfying or something like that as my partner's fish and chips but they don't call it 75 hard for nothing. And I was like, 10 bucks, you have a fry or six later. But you know what? Like, like you do you, but just have damn fish and chips if that's what you want. Like I, this is why these like heavily restricted things don't work because you know what? I bet you, and that was like maybe a week ago. I bet she's still thinking about those fish and chips. Yeah, I guarantee it. Right? I would be if I was like, oh, man, like I totally missed out. But like, here's the thing. You can have a bite, a few fries, like go halvesies on the fish and chips. If you're like, if you don't, if you know you don't want the whole thing, order a side of salad instead of the chips. Like there's so many ways to be somewhere in the middle in that what moderation part of it um that doesn't lead you to those all or nothing uh restrictive overindulgence behavior um Mm -hmm. and when you learn how to do that then your life around food can truly begin because nutrition not that hard no not that hard you can make room for everything uh yeah and i think it's just like we do ourselves dirty and we don't think we are like in the moment we're like oh my god i'm being so good and like i'm following my plan and i'm doing the thing and whatever and then we flip to i couldn't control myself anymore so i ate all of it and now i feel shitty and then we just get stuck in this like 
terrible hamster. And then you feel shitty, so you restrict again. And then you restrict and you restrict and you restrict. And then until it all bubbles up to, I couldn't take it anymore. I overindulged again. Whereas you could have had a little bit here, a little bit there. And we're like, mostly, you're going to see my hands in quotations, YouTube, mostly good, good. What does that mean? With some sprinklings of, I don't like to say treats, but, you know, less nutrient dense foods um, all over the place. And you can still meet your goals with that. Yep. Yeah. And I, yeah, cheat meals are just such a interesting thing to me because they just like, why is it? Here's my theory. People take a cheat meal or a cheat day and they go to the extreme. They eat whatever mm -hmm. they want as much as they want as much as they can a lot of the time. I promise you, if you're worried about calorie intake, if that is your biggest concern, and that's why we reserve it for a meal or a day, if you took the amount of calories you consumed in that day or meal, because you probably overdid it, and spread it out throughout the week and let yourself have a cookie here or some ice cream there or like some fries, your calorie intake isn't actually any different. We just took the 1500 calories you ate in one meal and spread it out over a week instead. Mm -hmm. So even when coaches come at it from like a, well, it's a calorie intake thing, it's not. You could take those calories and spread them, even if it was 500 calories, you could spread them out throughout the week and mm -hmm. have it in there and it would make absolutely no difference. Um, my other favorite narrative around cheat meals is the like, well, it boosts your metabolism. If you eat more one of the days, your metabolism will spike and then you burn more fat. That's very bodybuilder. <laughs> um, but it's like, it's a thing I've heard many times from many bodybuilding coaches that it's like, no, go have a cheat day so that your metabolism spikes and then you end up burning more fat the next couple of days. I don't even know what to say to that. That just sounds so ridiculous. Like physiologically, no. Yeah. No, your metabolism adjusts to the calories you give it. That's how that works. But but let me tell you something. If you continue to heavily restrict and then go overboard and then heavily restrict again, the more times you restrict, the less reactive that little metabolism friend becomes. And then it's like, oh, actually bruh, I'm tired, <laughs> for lack of a better term. So actually, you're doing the opposite. Yeah, truly, truly. I'm not saying your metabolism stops or you're, you know, I was in starvation mode or whatever, any of those weird phrases, but like, it is less reactive every time you restrict. So that's how you can, and I know I've said this on the podcast before because I'm having a deja vu moment, but that's how you can get to the point where you restrict to like, you know, the amount of calories a day that a toddler needs and you'd stop losing weight because your metabolism's like, nah, mm -hmm. just no. It's just yeah. that unreactive that you're like, oh, so you restrict more and you restrict more, which only makes you overindulge more because we know that happens. Um, it's basically like that, the law of, yeah, you know, the equal and opposite reactions. 
Mm-hmm. Science. Totally applies here. It's science. Hashtag science. It actually is because it is physiology. It literally but. is science. But I think like even us explaining the justification behind cheat meals and cheat days, like it doesn't make sense. And if you take the extremes we're doing in one day and spread it out over a week, it wouldn't be any different. But we use these like fancy and crazy terms to like justify why we're doing these extreme things. And I think the more people have to explain why you should do it or why you need to do it, the less you probably should. Mm -hmm. And truly, um, you know, this, this kind of goes back to like, you know, what you eat earlier in the day or earlier in the week directly impacts the end of the week or the end of the day. You'll have people that start off with like, you know, I'm eating my protein oats and, or whatever, something significantly less satisfying than that, but whatever it is. And then they're like, I'm having a salad with no dressing, plain chicken at lunch and then dinner. And I have a salad and chicken again, but man, seven o'clock hits and I have like three bowls of ice cream. Mm-hmm. Or the same thing happens during the week. You're like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And then by Thursday, Friday, you're like, we're not good. Now I have four pizzas on the way on Friday night, Friday night. So just know that like you might be able to hold it off and push down your feelings of hunger, push down your cravings and tell your body that you're not craving that, you're not hungry. But truly, it will catch up to you. I don't care if it's the same day, three days later, seven days later, 75 days later, whatever it is, if you actually finish 75 hard, which you probably won't, statistically speaking, um, it will catch up to you and you will overindulge and then you'll hate yourself for it. And so it begins the cycle of restricting and overindulging once again. Yep. It doesn't really get much more simple than that. Um, I don't think there's a single person who can be like, like, oh no, I I never overindulge. Who's doing like a like a heavily restricted thing? You will. If you haven't yet, it's coming. You will at some point. And it's <laughs> the same reason why with my clients, like I don't use strict meal plans, because anyone can go and follow a meal plan for a week, two weeks, a month, maybe. Um, and then we get bored and we give up and we go back to whatever we were doing before but we haven't Mm -hmm. actually changed any of the habits. So if you feel like you have to restrict that hard, you need to work on your habits, not your ability to follow a plan. I made a post about this a long time ago. If you come out of every weekend feeling crappy about your nutrition, it's not a lack of an ability to follow a plan. It's that you haven't actually changed any of your habits. So you're great Monday to Friday, And then you suck on Saturday and Sunday because we haven't actually addressed any of the habit problems or the educational side of Mm -hmm. nutrition. You're just good at following a plan until you get bored of it. And I think that's similar to why cheat days exist. And also know that like, if, if that's what like a coach is having you do, or if that's the kind of plan that you're following, it's not facilitating any independence and decision-making in you as a person, right? Mm -hmm. You're, if you're listening to this, you're an adult and you can make your own decisions about food. But if you're just like, man, if I ever don't follow this plan, whatever it is, and I know it used to be um, people were really big on the one with the containers. Um, 
it's it's thick escaping me um the whole 30 that's what it was you had like a blue container and a red one and a green one and you just fill them up with like this is the veggie serving this is the protein this is the almonds um and if you feel like you can't function without following that plan to a t whether it's a meal plan or something like that whoever's giving that to you is not it's not creating any independence in you as a person and therefore you don't have any confidence in your ability to make decisions around food which is why when you get into a situation where you're not on the plan like something a lot of my clients have a hard time with or a lot of people have a hard time with i should say is like a buffet situation right you go to an all-inclusive resort and all of a sudden every single food you could ever want is available right now because it's lunchtime or it's dinner time and you're like this is where you go back for like four plates because you can't make an independent decision about what your body is needs for satisfaction or cravings or whatever to fuel you in the moment so you take everything and you have no you have no self-control there isn't you're in a scarcity mindset and you're like it'll never be like this again even though you know it's going to be the same dinner buffet for the next seven days um but that's why there's coaches like jill and i because <laughs> we specifically address situations like this and we help you actually make decisions for yourself and your body about nutrition yep and yeah i just think we don't need the extremes anymore and I do think it's yeah. fading. I think we're making progress, but I'll admit this was away. the first thing I've seen that sort of got me thinking about, oh man, like cheat meals. Weird. Yeah. Forgot about this <laughs> for a second. Yeah. I think, yeah, anything with the extremes is never going to get you where you want to be. It's just going to make you feel better for a short amount of time until you get bored of it or sick of it, or you don't want to follow it anymore. Um, it's the same. I had a client and I love her with all my heart, but she came out of the new year being like, I want to do 75 hard. And I was like, okay, what does that look like for you? And then she was like, yeah, but not this and not that, and not another thing. I was like, so we don't want to do 75 hard then. And I say that with so much love because I think we, the extremes sound nice because we're like, that'll get me to where I want to go. And then you think about okay. the fact that you actually have to do all those things and that gets far less appealing. Um, so instead of feeling like you have to stick to a nutrition plan you hate for five out of seven days, just find one you don't hate and then you don't have to have a cheat meal. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other part of this, the extreme part is like, yeah, like, are we, are we just calling it 75 hard because that's catchy and people kind of were like, Ooh, Ooh, you're doing 75 hard. Ooh. but can't we just say like it doesn't it doesn't sound nearly as sexy for me to be like yeah so um what i'm doing is i'm really just trying to be consistent and do like three or four lifting workouts a week two or three cardio sessions a week and i'm just really focusing on getting my sleep routine down and getting enough protein at every meal and um you know, like whatever you want to throw in there, but it's like, that doesn't sound nearly as sexy as I'm doing 75 hard. Like, right. Like, is, the, is this the reason, is this the driver? Do we, is it, I don't know. I think it's cool to like have like a consistency thing, but apparently 
it always comes back and people are like, no. And then 75 heart pops up again. And I'm like, the fuck is this thing still here? Yep. It's still here. Like, still are, we still, are we still going to the extremes of nutrition and fitness? And like, what is this like two 45 minute workouts a day? I sometimes I can't even manage one. Well, it's also good, 45 like, minutes. Bitch. It should say two 45 minute movement sessions is what it should be. Cause it's one, one of them has to be outside, which is a walk in case nobody's put two and two together. That means you're working out and going for a walk, which most people do every day. So I think the wording around those things is so interesting too, because like it's easier being in the industry to see it, but I'm like, yeah, that's not two workouts. That's a walk and a workout, which is great. We love that. But most people are doing that already. When we word it as two 45 minute workouts and one of them has to I be mean, outside, that sounds big and scary. Maybe most people like, I don't walk 45 minutes every day. We go for a walk every day, but it's probably like 20 minutes because, and it's toddler paced. So it's like, yeah, barely but if you word it as strength training and a walk every day, that's far less cool than two 45 minute workouts and one has to be outside. Yeah, it doesn't sound nearly as fun. Yeah. Um, or sexy. Right. That's the thing about it is like the extremes sound sexy. Right? Where if I told you to do a workout and go for a walk every day, you'd be like, cool. I already do that. Yeah. Crazy. I'd be like, thanks. Hot, hot tip, Jill. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think, and maybe that's what it is, is we need that flat. It's, it's, it's shiny object syndrome is what it is. Right. It, it doesn't sound cool unless you're like, guys, I haven't eaten carbs in a month like it, while we're talking about 75 like, hard technically i've been doing 75 hard for like most of my health and fitness journey well it's no longer 75 hard jill it's jill's hard yeah, like jill's welcome life. to my life weird but like it's not <laughs> if people ask me what i do and i say well i eat mostly whole foods high protein i go for a walk and i work out that's far less cool than i do 75 hard i feel like i need to insert for the millennials here welcome to my life okay i can proceed um yeah i think <laughs> the what the important part of this is that building consistency in being mostly okay is always going to be better than the extremes of all or nothing. And I feel like that has come up a lot with a lot of my clients lately because we have this notion in our heads that it has to be all, everything you've got. You have to be putting in these hours in the gym. Even if that was your life, you know, five years ago or two years ago or 10 years ago, we're like, no, like it doesn't count if I'm not going to the extreme. It doesn't count unless I'm putting in three or four hour long lifting sessions. What if your life is a complete 180 than what it was five years ago? And you're like, yep, I do. I do four 20 minute sessions a week. And that is good enough in the season that you're in. It doesn't sound as good, but like, does that really does that matter? I don't know. Like, I think, I don't know this, the whole, all this all or nothing stuff. I'm just like, look at me. I'm getting the ick over here. <laughs> Tune into YouTube to see me mess around with the neck of my sweater as I'm getting the ick. Um, yeah, the whole, this whole all or nothing mindset, like totally gives me the ick and don't get me wrong. 
I probably would have said once upon a time something like, ah, like your workout is my warm up, or like something, something gross like that. Um, but as I have evolved as a human, as a as a coach, as a parent, even, no, if you move your body on purpose, that counts. Check mark for me. We love that. Um, yeah, I think that's a good place. Good place to wrap. Wrap it up. Before, we don't before need to... I before I rip this hoodie off of my body from the ick. Yeah, if you hire a coach <laughs> and they tell you get a cheat meal, run fast and far is the moral of the story. Run fast um, and far to our DMs. We'll it's not going to work out super well for you. Um, but yeah, if you need some support in figuring out your nutrition without the extremes, as always, you know. Where to find us if you don't follow us over on the podcast account it is at lattes and lifting podcast on instagram you can find us on youtube as well if you want to see us while you listen to the pod um and as always you can find me at coachjill.april on tiktok and instagram and you can find me at jlock fitness on all the socials we will catch you guys next time bye